This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplify. Hello, hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham, your host. Here today, I am bringing you an Ask the Expert interview with my friend Diana Lidstone. Hi, Diana. How are you? I'm great, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yes. Nice to finally have you on. We've been talking about this for a long time. Finally, we got it together and here we are. So Amplify You family, let me share a little bit more about Diana. And you know, what's great about Diana, she's just launched a podcast this year, uh, which is awesome. And we were just literally on a panel talking all about things podcasting with the Grand Connection. And um, it's been really great to hear your success of the podcast that you started this year and has grown. Do we want to uh, dive in and talk about that first? And uh, it's called Grow Equation Business Podcast, which is super cool. So tell us a little bit about your podcast and then I'll tell them a little bit more about the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. So, you know, I was kind of, you know, dragged into podcasting by a good friend of mine. Um, and he kept saying for two years that, yeah, Diana, you really need a podcast. And, and I kept resisting like we do often because, you know, it's not, it's new, right? We resist change. (laughs) And um, I was in the back of my head or in the front or my little itty bitty shitty committee was saying to me, oh, Diana, I don't know how I'm going to do all of this work. Like how was the question I was asking? And really and truly when I, turned that question around and said, who is going to do this? Because it's not just all me, Mm -hmm. then things fell into place. And so for me, you know, my podcast is part of my uh, overall marketing strategy. And um, yeah, so the overall marketing, and it speaks to a very specific client, like we hope everyone's podcast does, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, that's cool. And what's been your favorite part about your podcast so far? Oh, I think it's really, it's talking, you know, it's talking to all these great people. Most entrepreneurs have been uh, sort of hidden at their desk in this past two, two and a half years Mm -hmm. with COVID. I mean, for me, pre-COVID, I used to host live events for entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs, you know, 100 people in a hotel conference room and, you know, all this time of getting butts at seats and marketing it and creating the content and everything. And obviously during COVID that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I kind of looked at my podcast as a way of staying in my community's ear, shall we say, mm-hmm. uh, without the uh, being there live in the hotel. So, you know, new stuff coming out every week and they could just, oh yeah, I got Diana in my head kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I think a lot of businesses um, reach for that during the pandemic of like, oh, podcasting is a way we can still communicate without having to be in person anymore. And it's been interesting to see that just like influx of new podcasts 
uh, over the last few years. And it'll be great to, it'll be interesting to see if those podcasts can sustain sustain that um, when they went back exactly. to like working full time yeah. and went back to, to being yeah. in person again too. Yeah. Well, and that's so, that's so great. Well, I, I know your podcast will continue on because you're so dedicated to it and it's doing really great things. Um, congratulations on launching your show. It is quite the feat to get going. And I don't even know if our listeners, I haven't said this recently, but uh, the newest statistic is 75% of shows don't actually make it past episode 20 anymore. I and heard that from you and I went, oh my God, really? I yeah. know, right? So you're well past episode 20, so you're doing great. I am, I am, yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. And so for the last four decades, you've been working globally with coaches and consumers consultants and other service professionals. And you've gathered so much wisdom and advice that's helped hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs and professionals accelerate their growth and explode profits. So you have the tagline and the, your work embodies the work less, earn more philosophy, which is super cool. And you've got a couple of books that you've written and some things that you've created. So you've created the Grow Meter and the Grow Equation Calculator, which I want to talk about in a few minutes here. And you're sure. also the best-selling author of, of author of Shift Into Rich, Navigate the Nine Roadblocks of, uh, to Small Business Success. And then your Grow Equation, uh, which is taking crazy, frazzled, overworked business professionals uh, and business owners into profitable, overjoyed CEOs, which is awesome. So um, that's some incredible things that you are doing. I would love to know, what is this grow thing all about? How did you come across the grow, the grow method, the grow meter, your grow equation? What are all these grow things? I love it. I absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of the work less, earn more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The work less, earn more. That's the hashtag. And like a lot of things, I think in business, it kind of evolves and we stumble into it. And, you know, my grow meter uh, I devised or developed back in, I want to say 2014, 2015, when I wrote my book. And it's basically a visual, if your listeners can imagine a thermometer, mm -hmm. and on this thermometer, uh, like the heat goes up and rises in a thermometer, there are four stages of business growth. And what I learned very early in my journey that entrepreneurs were often doing activities that weren't appropriate for their stage of business growth. Mm. And so a really quick story was, I remember meeting at a networking, this lady who had written this book and she had spent, and this is years ago, she had spent tens of thousands of dollars and all this time. And she's going out to all these book signings and she's confessed Diana, I don't even have an email list. I have no one to sell the book to. And so it was a perfect example of somebody doing mm. the wrong activity at the wrong stage of their business growth. Yeah, we see I that with podcasting too. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I now work mostly with uh, what I would call those who uh, are want to scale their business. And their biggest thing is, what they want to do is they want to go back down the grow meter and they want to get involved in all these daily tasks instead of letting go, instead of setting boundaries, instead of delegating. And so that's where the overworked, frazzled entrepreneur comes in. There's a few of those around, isn't there? <laughs> one or two, one or two. And yeah, it was funny how I was looking for what, how can I describe them and the word frazzled. And every time I said that, people would go, 
Oh yeah. I get that. I know who that is. That's me. (laughs) So that was my grow meter. And then, you know, I've always worked with a coach for different reasons. I had a coaching call with someone who really didn't know me that well. And I was trying to, you know, really focus in on where I was going. She says, Diana, you've got this grow meter. Why don't you just continue to use the word grow? And I went like, duh, (laughs) as the kids say. And then I started thinking more about my signature framework and how I actually worked with people. Mm -hmm. And I think also some of your listeners can probably appreciate this. As experts, we have all this stuff in our heads, Mm -hmm. right? We know how we work with people and it's in our heads. But if we had to write it down, oh my God, it's like pulling teeth. But I've developed and now I work with my clients to develop how they can take a word, create it, turn it into an acronym for how they get their results. Mm -hmm. And that becomes their signature thing. It's also a way for them to differentiate themselves, right? Right. Yeah. How many business coaches are there out there? One or two, but nobody has the grow equation. Right. So that brings me to what the heck does a grow equation mean? (laughs) So, If we think of the GROW as an acronym, so the G stands for get known, get known as the undeniable authority in their field. And for this, a lot of the entrepreneurs that come to me, they go, I need more visibility. So we create a custom visibility roadmap, okay? Because everybody's different. A lot of my clients don't use social media at all. And certainly most I would say 99.9% of them don't use paid advertising. So that's well, even the, the ones that do use social media would probably prefer not to anyway. Well, you know, they've, they've come to realize, so I could tell you an example of a, a lawyer who I've worked with mm-hmm. and she's turned her business like around totally. Um, her website, and if I could use the word that the kids would use, sucks big time. And she has no social media presence. She's gone from, you know, minus five figures (laughs) to a profit of half a million. Wow. You don't always need social media, right? Mm -hmm. Or you don't always need to focus on making your website pretty. Right. (laughs) So that's the G of the grow. The R is all about ramping up your profits. Mm -hmm. And ignoring those metrics that are, I won't say metrics, but it's not about revenue. It's not about six figures in revenue or seven figures in revenue. It's how much money you get to keep and that's profit. Uh, So I work with clients to create a profit plan where they, you know, figure out where are the inefficiencies and where might they be leaving money on the table? We all know If we had somebody look at our businesses, they would see things very differently than we do, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. So we've got the G plus the R, then we get to the O. So the O stands for optimizing resources. So what resources? So your team, building a rock star team, creating those uh, systems and structures and processes. But one of the biggest resources that as entrepreneurs we forget about is us, us, you. You are a significant resource of your business. Um, 
So those are the three components. And then I work with them to create what I call a freedom map. So how are you going to stop being the bottleneck in your business and um, create some more freedom? Because I'm sure you've talked to lots and lots of people who wanted to start their business for this freedom lifestyle, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And when they sit down and look at it, they have totally the opposite. They've created a job for themselves, right? Right. They've created a lovely job and you probably even still work within the Monday to Friday, nine to five, right? <laughs> which exactly. is funny. Like, why, 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 do, why? why do we do why? that? I did that too. <laughs> yeah. So you take the G plus the R plus the O equals W, which it could stand for work less, earn more, but it also, by the time people have finished working with me, although they rarely finish working with me, we keep working mm-hmm. together. Um, they are building this well-oiled business machine. Right. And so it's that machine that just keeps, keeps on ticking. Mm-hmm. So that is the grow equation. That's great. I love it. So um, now you use this in your business and in your podcast. What's your uh, suggestion for people? Like I've all, we, we were also just on a panel for podcasting. So I want to bring up some right. of the things that we were just discussing over there too. Now you were suggesting doing a one, the one formula. So one thing that one place where people find you is your grow uh, formula, your one thing that you're sending people to. Um, well, When I think of one thing, so I actually talk to my clients about how they can simplify their business and I call it the magic rule of one. And the magic rule of one has five parts to it. You need to really know who is your one ideal client. And so very often I help have to help my clients really niche down. I mean, not even just niche down, but micro niche. What are they really specializing in? So that's the first part. The second part is what is the one problem they're solving? And you and I both know that we could solve a lot of problems for our (laughs) clients, right? But what is that one thing? The third part is what is the one solution or your one offer, your one funnel Mm -hmm. that you are going to create? And number four is... um, what is the one method that you're going to use to get your voice out there? Mm -hmm. Um, So some people use speaking, some people use Facebook groups, some people use audio, you know, what is it that you're (laughs) going to be? What is the one thing that you're going to be? And the fifth one is one social media platform. You don't need to be all over the freaking place. And so In the grow equation for me, um, my podcast has, how could I say it? It hasn't replaced live events, but it is the the thing that I want people to know about and to go to. Um, And I, you know... I've made a lot of mistakes starting out on my podcast. And so (laughs) as season two comes along, um, I'm going to be directing them to, I think, a free or almost free workshop that I will do. So they actually get that live interaction with me. Yes. And so that is going to be my one thing that I will probably launch every, maybe it's twice a year, maybe it's every quarter. 
And it will give them that experience of, you know, being with me live. So, you know, I've thought about it. I know what the content's going to be because I'm going to reverse engineer, of course, the content from my main offer to what this thing is going to be. So, yeah. Nice. That's great. Um, I love it. So I'm going to go back to where you said you made a few mistakes in your first season of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that I was going to ask you that question? Of course. Of uh, course. So what would you say would be your top three things that you, you know, wish you had known back then that you learned over the first year of podcasting? Uh, number one is listen to podcasts first. Mm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just started into it. So, you know, listen to those people who are doing podcasting really well. And there's so many of them out there that, you know, pick one. Um, So that would be number two would be um, make sure that your content is really aligned with your ideal client. Now I knew who my ideal client was, Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's a mistake that I see too often. They're talking in, in general. Um, uh, a mistake that I personally made was I think that some of them got too long, too mm-hmm. chatty, not enough, you know, direct, uh, content, like, listen, here it is. And let's get off it. Off right. the podcast, <laughs> yeah. right? Here's your action. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think, you know, people are more and more time challenged. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when I think my ideal client is extremely time right. challenged. Yeah. Do they want to listen to 40 minutes? No, no. Mm. So, I know one of the things that I started doing was like shortening it, just like you're saying too, but also like, instead of going to like, so how did you get started with what you're doing? Yeah. Like question that can like take you 15 minutes to answer. And we got like right into like question. Like that was one of the things that I picked yeah. up on too. It's like, yeah, get right, right to the to- point. <laughs> Right to the meat. They can read all about this person in the show notes, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Get right to the meat, I think is good. And I heard you say this morning on our panel. um, Another thing was that a little bit more about you um, getting to know, getting, allowing your audience to get to know you first before starting to interview other people. And I know that was something that I made that mistake too. And went right in, I was so excited to interview people. It's so fun interviewing people (laughs) that you forget to like, we like let that, like we forget to like let the audience get to know us too. So you did do, you did do a great job. I think at the beginning of having some of those uh, concrete foundation episodes with really explaining about the grow form um, your grow equation and things like that. That's awesome. But I think you gave some good tips this morning also about, um, you know, four episodes mm-hmm. and I'm going to look at that when I, you know, launch episode or season two. Okay. Mm-hmm. What can I do short and quick you know, four quick episodes right. uh, for new listeners that have come on board since, you know, maybe my business has, you know, morphed a little bit, maybe it's, right. you know, changed. And so I think that's, you know, really, really important to do. Yeah. yeah. Something I'm also doing as well is I start realigning. And I, for our listeners that are listening to me saying, oh, you're doing season two. That's awesome. And I, I want to, you know, congratulate you on like doing this season two, because I think that's a really great opportunity for you to like recalibrate, reconnect and re, 
you know, reestablish like, you know, positioning of the show going into season two. So do you have anything new or different that you're doing in season two from your show uh, from the first season? Yeah, I think I'm also going to look at, you know, the intro to my show because I have somebody who's done a voiceover. The outro, I'm going to look at that. How do we need to shorten it? Mm -hmm. Um, Can I start with some uh, attention grabbers and then have the intro? So I think, you know, I'm going to look at the whole structure of the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great, uh, great. It's a really cool time to be able to like take a look and see what's working, what's different, what you thought at the beginning of the, I know oftentimes like I, a few shows that I started, like I thought there was going to be, we were going to be talking about like this, but we started talking about more of this during this show. So trying to go back and like, it's so hard when you're doing your intro and outro first before you get into everything else um, to then be like, oh, does it really match still? (laughs) Not really. So that's awesome. Those are great tips. And I think that will really help our audience to think of uh, ways that they can improve on their show from one season to another and and using a season switch to kind of recalibrate things. Yeah, I want to jump back into your um, into your grow equation because you're all about work less, earn more. And I think that is absolutely amazing. What is one of the things that you see um, for those entrepreneurs that have really helped, really created themselves a lovely job rather than uh, that earn more, earn the work less, earn more situation that they intended to? What are some things that can help them kind of backpedal out of that and regain control of their situation again? This seems like a little overwhelming at that stage. I'm, I've been there many times. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things is we tend, as entrepreneurs, we're very creative. That's a good thing. That's a bad yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I see is, and you mentioned this also, overcomplicating our business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, overcomplicating our business by let's pick one thing, which is offers. Yeah. Right. Uh, How many offers can I give? (laughs) And, uh, you know, I teach my clients focus on one offer. It might have an upsell and it might have a downsell, but one offer. And then you start building your reputation Mm -hmm. around that one offer. And people go, Oh yeah. If you want, for instance, my real estate or my lawyer client, she was Mm -hmm. a uh, sort of a generalist. She specialized now in working almost solely with real estate investors, not just real estate, but real estate investors. And now when she's looking for staff, people are going, oh, I'd like to work with her because they know what she stands for. And so I think, yeah. Yeah. That makes that makes a lot of sense, um, and it's interesting. I remember I was in a situation with my um, digital marketing business, and we were doing like all things for everyone: funnels and publishing books, and like whatever people ask us to do. Sure, we can do that too. Yeah. And yeah. I remember one of my friends said to me, "She's like, you're one of my best friends, but I have no clue what you do." And I was like, "Oh, ouch. I was Whoops. like, if my that one of my best friends has no clue what I do for work, there's a problem." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh gosh," and that's when we dropped everything just to focus on podcasting, and that's yeah. really been helpful. But even like you know. I think there's so much work once you, even though, even when you get more confined, more defined with what you're doing within one space, there's always opportunity to simplify even further. So do you take your clients like through, okay, step one, let's figure out that one thing you want to be known for. 
Step two, yeah. let's, you know, now you have 10 offers within that one thing. Let's put them all into one. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about simplifying. Mm-hmm. So going from complicated to simplifying. And I think the other thing that um, I see, a, you know, big mistakes that entrepreneurs make is that they're very scattered. And this comes from the, you know, the the creative side. So they mm-hmm. start stuff, they don't finish, whatever. And they, you know, they're not always focused on the right activities for their mm-hmm. stage of their business growth. Right. Yeah. You know, like I talked about in the, the grow meter. Mm-hmm. And so keeping them focused on where they need to go, what is that path is one of the biggest uh, things. So, you know, going from being scattered to being focused. Um, and the other thing, of course, you know, I see a lot of is people who they're experts in their field. They're amazing at what they do, but they're the best kept secrets in sliced mm. bread, right? <laughs> so they've got to get out there and they've got to be seen. Right. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I was just thinking as you're saying that, oh my gosh, how many entrepreneurs out there have gone out there, set up a business. We're so excited to have a business, have, are doing all these things and get so creative and just like get so frustrated with themselves because they've created this like monstrous thing oh. that's no longer fun. It's complicated. It's overcomplicated. It's yeah. not what they intended to do. And like, oh gosh, this is when you send Diana the like SOS sign to come and yeah. help. Yeah. And, I, and I'll often say to my clients, you know, uh, is that fun for you or does that bring you joy? Right. <laughs> and they'll go, well, no. Well, then why the heck are you doing it? It's your business. Yeah. And it's right? like, who, but my coaches would say to me, like, who's driving the boat? <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Okay. I guess yeah. I did have a decision. Though, I did have. Yeah. <laughs> it was me that overscheduled myself like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure. You know, you probably, um, you know, have your calendar built in a certain way. You know, my calendar is built. I don't take calls before 10 o'clock. I don't take calls after three. I don't take Tuesdays and Thursdays. I work with clients and Wednesdays is my me day. Friday, I don't work. So there's only a little window when I let people call me and interrupt me. So, yeah. We, we have the choice. We have that choice. Absolutely. Well, Diana, this has been awesome to hear all about the work that you're up to and your awesome podcast. Where can our listeners reach out to you? Obviously through learn, going to listen to your podcast and where else can they reach out to you and learn more about working with you? Sure. So my website is www.dianalidstone.com. My podcast is listed there, my blog, um, and that's where you'll find me. You'll also find me on social media, on Facebook. I use my personal page to talk about personal and business. And uh, so that's where you'll find me. Awesome. All right. Well, Amplify You Family, make sure you reach out to Diana. Go and listen to her podcast. Give her a review. Tell her how much you loved your show. It is the Grow Equation Business Podcast. And uh, we will have to have you back again, Diana. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Michelle. Always great to talk with you. All right, Amplify You Family, go out there. Have a fabulous week. We'll see you again next week. 
Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.